Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Toogie's Take podcast. And again, I have two words to kick off a show. This time out, I'm going to choose like clockwork. Because again, we only have a few days in between podcasts and the NHL, or at least one of its teams, uh, cannot help but uh, embarrass themselves. So much like we did last time, having to talk about the entirety of the James Reimer situation, we're going to start off today's show right out of the gates talking about what is unfortunately the biggest news uh, in the hockey world, and that is uh, the Chicago hockey team. And I will call them the Blackhawks when they're not a disgrace uh, to uh, to Chief Blackhawk himself and uh, more than one uh, community at large, essentially. Um, they, of course, don't exactly get the benefit of the doubt um, when we're not all that far removed from learning about the Kyle Beach story. For those who might want to label this as, uh, oh, it's just a Toogie hating on Chicago thing again. Again, they don't get the benefit of the doubt when we're not that far removed from their... Uh, Piece of shit owners saying we're moving on. Stop asking when a reporter asked a follow-up question a year later as to what they were doing, um, you know, based off what they said they would do. Anyway, um, I don't know how much we're going to talk about the owner that yells at his uh, grown man of a son as if he was a child. Uh, But we are going to talk about the fact that this weekend uh, they will not be wearing their pride jerseys. And they gave a, a reason for this. Quote, out of concern for the Russian players on the roster. Now, all season long, you have had Russian players on other teams wear pride jerseys. Evgeny Malkin, you had uh, Barabanov, and I think uh, Nizhov on the Sharks was active for that game as well. They both wore it uh, within the past week. Um, Now, Here's the thing, right? Because this was a a huge thing when we talked about the Provorov situation. There is validity to wanting to protect Russians, given the landscape of their home country. Sure. We, you know, over here cannot argue that it is an incredibly fucked up situation for these people at home. The, uh, The strictness of certain laws within that country have gotten worse. And that's why you could argue against use of jerseys compared to previous seasons. Again, Chicago wore pride jerseys last year, for example. At the same time, if you're talking in in the terms of trying to protect Russians from what's going on at home, as has been noted, uh, the Chicago hockey team have played the Ukrainian anthem at the United Center within the past 13 months. Was that protecting those players. I said on Twitter that yes, there is that legitimacy towards being cautious, uh, cautious with Russians, uh, but this feels like Chicago took that first exit ramp they possibly could to not wear the jerseys. We'll do everything else, but we're not going to wear the jerseys. That is what it feels like. There are players on the team, Connor Murphy, chief among them. And again, I have always brought up over the past two, three weeks now, since we've had to talk about this, the name of Connor Murphy, who has been very outspoken in regards to his desire uh, to wear the jerseys. You know, there was a headline on NBCSports.com's Chicago section 
where Murphy was quoted in saying he expects full participation from the Hawks uh, in regards to Pride Night in the aftermath of the Provorov situation. Again, this was even before the Reimer thing happened. And again, it is worth noting that all those other festivities are still going to happen. Um, but in this situation now, we've gotten to the point where you don't even give an ally like Connor Murphy a choice to show his support by wearing the jerseys, jerseys that are then auctioned off for charity. But you are allowing people who could rightfully be labeled as homophobic, regardless of whether or not it's for religious purposes. It is still a homophobic viewpoint. You give people like James Reimer and Ivan Provorov a choice, but you won't give allies like Connor Murphy a choice. And that's where a lot of people have a problem. They could have easily gone about this like the Sharks did. Give people a choice. And if the thought is, well, we don't want to put the Russian players in a spotlight or have them have to answer questions that could land them in hot water back home. Number one, let them sit out if there is actually fear. And if is the key word here, and I'll get to why in a minute. Let them sit out if they actually fear for themselves or their families. The reason would be known ahead of time as opposed to Provorov or Reimer and Mills. The one thing that I definitely want to take from all this is the way that Blackhawks have done it is an absolute sham, I think. It's, it's more proof that the, the universal term that the NHL looks to push about hockey being for everybody isn't for everybody. You, you, I believe people should have the right to choose and wear whether to wear or whether to not wear the jersey. That's their own jurisdiction. I personally couldn't give a flying F if a guy doesn't want to wear a jersey. Like, uh, if your team is willing to make actions like that, like then do something like that. Like personally, my thought process is that if the league actually cares about you know giving people a certain voice and everything, they should let people have a choice. It shouldn't be like, oh, your, our team's not going to wear. It's like. Okay, let your individual players make a choice. You know, they have voices too and they have their way of saying things. That's kind of like my stance has been after a while over thinking about it a little bit because sure, people aren't going to wear the jersey. You shouldn't have to force someone to wear it, in my opinion. I mean, it's great to know that you have representation, but there are different ways to, you know, showcase that a little bit too. Absolutely. So that's how I see it. It is worth noting, obviously, if you're watching on the video side of things, you will know that Endo is obviously here. Sin is here. Um, we kind of agreed that I would just take the lead on this, get the generalized thoughts on the situation out there, and that these two would interject if they have thoughts, um, because all three of us are sick and tired of talking about this. We mentioned that on the last show, but again, uh, it, these, this has to be addressed. To continue on, as mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, if the Russian players were to sit out or abstain from wearing the warm-up jerseys in this situation, you would already know the reason as to why. And I think people might be, I mean, maybe not. Some people would still question it, but there would at least be that, okay, you know, it's 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 a valid reason, kind of, like, you know, as opposed to, it would be different from what happened with Provorov from with Reimer. Instead... You have now put a target on those players as well who have not spoken publicly, which is pretty fucking ironic for Pride Night, putting a target on somebody. So 
you're going to see takes, and I have seen this sentiment a lot, that Chicago has chosen the feelings of these Russian players over uh, the rights of the LGBTQ plus community at home, which is that's that's the kicker of this whole thing. We do not know what these players actually think or what they feel about wearing these pride jerseys. And Mark Lazarus today, who again covers Chicago for the athletic, got this quote from the head coach of this team, Luke Richardson, who stated that he has not spoken to the players, the three Russian Blackhawks, he has not spoken to them about wearing the jerseys or about the decision. Quote, I don't think it even got to that point. I think the organization made the choice before it got to them. So not only have you gone against the entire points of Pride Night in that you were showing people, hey, hockey is for everybody, but you've now put these players where we don't know for sure if that's how they feel that they would abstain. You've put them in the line of fire for all of this critique when that might not be the thoughts or the feelings of someone like Anton Hadobin, uh, Nikita Zaitsev, Philip Kurashev. Like you've just put these guys into a terrible situation. It's a mind bogglingly stupid decision on all fronts. At the same time, one, it's not surprising. But at the same time, you have another team in the NHL tonight in the Florida Panthers who are going ahead with their pride nights. They were, the, by the way, the first team to host a pride night 10 years ago and are continuing on. This, despite them being in a state that, I mean, where the hell do you start with Florida when it comes to their current elected officials and their war on the LGBTQ plus community, among other topics such as reading. But the Panthers are currently going on with it, knowing that as an organization, they could face repercussions for supporting pride in a state that's actively trying to suppress it. At the same time, we do not have word about, well, what's Sergei Poprovsky going to do? For example, as far as I know, from what I've heard, he plans on taking part. Again, it's worth noting, by the way, this comes from Tim Reynolds on Twitter. The Panthers' plans for Pride Night tonight, because much like with the Sharks and what they did on Twitter, it is worth still noting about the positives of this situation. Um, tonight, they are going to have the Pride jerseys and warm-ups and auction them off the charity. They will be matching the auction money as well for the charity. Uh, so whatever those jerseys go for, double the price because they're going to match it. Um, they're going to have a representative from the Harvey Milk Foundation involved in puck drop. Um, they're going to have an LGBTQ plus activist and military veteran honored tonight. Um, they're giving away pride scarfs. There is a pride themed pregame hangout, uh, rainbow themed drinks, souvenir cups. I mean, the Florida Panthers are, are going for it and not uh, backing down in the situation. And then at the same time, this was before the Chicago thing. 
Um, you have Luke Prokop uh, release his statement, who again um, is an openly out player um, who currently plays for the Seattle Thunderbirds, which is worth noting. And this comes from Michaela Gray, um, that they have the only out gay player in the WHL, but chose not to hold a pride night. So the fans organized their own within the past couple days. Every single Thunderbirds player as well, Ward Pride tape. Um, in the aftermath of the Reimer situation, uh, Luke Prokop released a statement, and I'm sure a lot of people have read it. But I am going to read it here, though, um, because, hey, his voice matters in this situation. Again, I, bottom line is I post this on YouTube. I post it on my main channel, whatever. I'll The worst I'll get is comments about being a, lo- a woke, liberal, white knight cuck. Soy As boy cuck. Po- get it right. Come on. Yeah. Soy boy cuck. Yeah. There you go. Um, Endo, check our chat, by the way, here. Um, <laughs> you know, that's the worst I'll get. I can handle that, no problem. The worst I'll receive is nothing. It's minuscule compared to the hate and vitriol that someone like Luke Prokop has and will receive in a social media setting. Um, it, it doesn't even compare. His statement, quote, I share the disappointment in what feels like a step back for inclusion in the NHL. Pride Knights and Pride jerseys play an important role in promoting respect and inclusion for the community, and it's disheartening to see some teams no longer wearing them or not fully embracing their significance while the focus of others has become about the players who aren't participating rather than the meaning of the night itself. Everyone is entitled to their own set of beliefs, but I think it's important to recognize the difference between endorsing a community and respecting individuals within it. Pride Nights are an essential step towards fostering greater acceptance and understanding in hockey, and I strongly believe that by prioritizing diversity and inclusion, we can create an environment where every player feels comfortable bringing their authentic selves to the game. As someone who aspires to play on an NHL team one day, I would want to enter the locker room knowing I can share all parts of my identity with my teammates. While there's still some progress to be made before hockey is for everyone, I'm optimistic about the change we can achieve and am committed to being a part of it. With that, we'll move on because we're not going to dwell on this and I can't top that statement. I just want to say, I was going to say, I was going to open the the floor for you two to, if you have any other thoughts, let's, let's get them out there now before we move on. Yeah. I I was just going to say how fucking awesome that is for the, the fans of the Seattle T-Birds and for their, their, their players to do it themselves when an organization wouldn't. And yeah. And that's again, that's just, it's that those are little kind of victories and little things that, that mean a lot and they mean a lot to me. I can't imagine what they mean to people who are actually a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Like one thing, you know, people unprompted. That's why you have the Pride Nights. And another thing, shout out to Florida, who seemed to be taking even extra steps in their Pride Night because they realize how big of a deal it is being in a state whose elected officials are actively trying to legislate against a group of people. And it doesn't matter how unconstitutional those laws are. They go against several amendments. It doesn't matter to to the people trying to legislate because their hatred is so strong. They rationalize it in every single way. And that's what that's why pride is important. That's why fighting for minorities is important. Because there's always there's always groups that come along that try to. You know, just 
oppress people and and persecute them. It's yeah, and this is why this stuff is important, and that's why teams aren't going to fucking stop. And as much as you whine in their Twitter mentions and say this isn't hockey, what's the score? Like fucking check an app. There's plenty of apps. It's one game, one night where they decide to tweet out all this other stuff, and the people get bent out of shape and whine about that, and then turn around and call everyone else snowflakes. Can't disagree with any of it. Endo Mills, any final thoughts before we move on to uh, different topics? No, I think I said everything that I've wanted to say or has already been said. Just, um, yeah, it's a it's a raw it's a, it's a it's a long road ahead for just people to be treated as equals in this in this sport, and it sucks. Like I don't, I I want it to be sooner, man. I don't think it's going to come for the next like five, ten years, and you just have to keep fighting for it. Especially now that people are trying to find more excuses to not wear a jersey, like give people the right to to choose if they want to wear it or not. Here's the thing, also, there's always going to be someone that people are after because they <laughs> don't want you to look at them. Think about when gay marriage was passed. Think about to just five years ago. The same sort of legislation that's trying to be passed against trans people now was trying to be passed against gay people think about the people who are refusing on their own to give marriage certificates remember like what a fucking hero she was treated out at, at, by certain people yeah, gone now they, yeah. they lost that they lost it and so they have to move on to the next one and now they're trying to divide from within trying to separate trans from the lgbtq the rest of that you know community and they're trying to separate that and it's unfortunately worked in a few very rare cases but the thing is it's like we just have, you know, just have to keep fighting because, again, once this is over, there's going to be another group that they come for and they're going to keep they because they just what they have to do. As we did last show, let's move on to our viewer questions again. It's a hard right turn, but uh, only way to handle it, essentially. As always, if you want to get your viewer questions in there, there is the link to the discord, no matter uh, where you're watching or listening to this show. Uh, to be able to get you there uh, and get your questions in as we uh, will continue to deal with Endo Mills' frozen webcam. <laughs> uh, that said, first question of the day comes from one Scroopy Noopers. Any thoughts on the World Baseball Classic? As an Angels fan, it was the coolest thing to have the tournament end with Mike Trout versus Shohei Otani. However, it still makes me sad to know that Trout has been wasted and Otani will probably leave. My thoughts, this tournament was incredible, and holy hell did baseball need it. Um, you know, heading into the season is always hype, but man, to have an international tournament that historically has meant so much else, or so much more to everyone else outside of the United States, um, this was the time where, despite the U.S. being defending champions, people really got into this tournament. And yeah, certainly, to have it end with the two... Arguably the two best players in baseball. I mean, you could throw Aaron Judge into that top two if you want now after last season. But to have teammates as well, Trout versus Otani. Otani strikes him out on the nastiest goddamn slider I've ever seen for Japan to win. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And fucking bless that Japanese team uh, for the night before the comeback against Mexico. Then you have that win. Like that is that is so much what baseball needed. And so much what hockey needs 
Connor McDavid was asked about his thoughts on the tournament and quote, it's what we've been asking for in hockey for a long time, right? Best on best. Did you see Otani versus Trout? That's what hockey's been missing for almost a decade now. The World Baseball Classic in general was amazing. I am more hyped now for this baseball season than I could have ever imagined. And I'm glad that someone who is uh, typically as hockey player as he is, right? Like Connor McDavid is typical hockey player in interviews, even though he's the best in the world. He's the straightforward, almost no personality most of the time. You would hope, I mean, if anyone's going to be able to speak out to try and get the NHL to get their shit together when it comes to these international tournaments, that it would be him. Because Connor McDavid, in terms of international play, has not played in an international tournament since the 2018 World Championship. And before that, it was being on Team North America in the World Cup in 2017 in Toronto. The NHL, if you're you're behind baseball, you have a problem. Because baseball has struggle bust for the past five to ten years in terms of adapting to the times. That's why we're seeing so many changes to the game, the pitch clock. They're trying to improve their game. And, you know, again, for those who don't know, the World Baseball Classic is an MLB operation. The NHL has to do something. If you're not going to go to the Olympics, you have to do a World Cup of Hockey more consistently. You have to showcase the best talents on an international platform one-on-one. It simply has to be done. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they get back to it. Very, very soon. But I, I very much enjoyed the tournament. Boys, I don't know how much you saw of it, but um, I mean, it was everywhere from a social media standpoint. Yeah, no, I caught quite a bit of it. Like, I I didn't really know what was going on until I saw the craziness happening on social media. And then I tuned in, especially to that last game. And yeah, seeing Otani versus Trout, like, that's such a cool moment. And just imagine, like, a McDavid versus Matthews showdown. When it matters, not the regular season, because Lord knows we're not going to see it probably in the NHL anytime soon. No offense. Until Matthews (laughs) goes to the uh, Coyotes and they're in the same time. Yeah, and then they can maybe play in the first round. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, it was it was tremendous. But yeah, on a stage that matters like that's like that's like that's the that's the most excited I've been about baseball in so long. Like, yeah, number one. I'm an A's fan, so shit. And uh, number two, baseball is just kind of, I don't know, for me, like I, I, I get more excited watching golf than I do baseball, which a lot of people are going to be like, what? Like, I, I don't know. I also love golf, but like that shit's hype. And it's possibly the slowest paced fucking sport on on the planet. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's it would be tremendous because, yeah, I I think – like you said, if Connor McDavid can't get the NHL to get their shit together, then like it's a lost cause almost because the NHL is just making terrible moves. And I'm sure we'll talk about another one a bit later. Yeah. Wasn't jerseys the... oh, we will. On wall. <laughs> and oh, those boy, are going to be the will. only ones up there for a long time, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read something somewhere that apparently the World Baseball Classic only started because the MLB couldn't get the rights to broadcast baseball when it was still part of the Olympics. 
Um, I don't know the the truth to that or not, but if that's true, it, that's um, fucking hilarious. Let's see. World Baseball Classic previously coexisted with Olympic baseball until 2008 and the Baseball World Cup until 2011 as International Baseball Federation sanctioned tournaments. Um, the final Men's Baseball World Cup was held in 2011. It discontinued 2013 after MLB's suggestion to reorganize uh, the international calendar. So, yeah, there were other tournaments going on, and MLB just kind of went like, yeah, screw it. We're going to do our own thing, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, fair enough. Uh, the next one, by the way, is scheduled for 2026. So keep an eye out for that. Um, this this tournament, like the hype level for that 2026 tournament is going to be something else for sure. So very, very excited to see what happens. And uh, again, man, it couldn't happen at a better time because I'm in such a baseball mood. MLB The Show comes out tonight. I'm just... I'm, I'm all I'm all aboard baseball again. Is it heading full into release tonight? It is, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. the early the pre ordered early access release. Uh, yeah, it's I a, didn't pre order shit. Well, so it, yeah, it is on Game Pass in a few days, or you could oh. pay forty dollars to get it four days early through Game Pass with a couple of other bonus perks. Oh, so it's just going to be on Game Pass? So I can get it for free when it comes. Yeah. Yes. Holy yeah. shit! Let's go. Yeah. So ever since they brought. Uh, the show to Xbox, it has been free on Game Pass every year. Well, free on Game Pass, so you have to pay for Game Pass. But yeah, you you could get last year's game right now if you wanted to. Oh yeah, I, I, I have last year's game. I played. I played the shit out of that man. Yeah, it was a great game. But I can't wait. I might even play a little bit of franchise mode. It, dude, dude, it looks so good though. It looks so good. So for those who don't know, because hey, normally, I mean, I don't know. We talk about other video games. Obviously, we'll have another video uh, game question, I think, coming up. Maybe not for this week. Um, uh, We'll just come up with one. It's fine. The road to the show player is going to be Jared Spurgeon. Jared Spurgeon. (laughs) He plays baseball. (laughs) Jared Spurgeon plays baseball, boy. (laughs) Oh, God damn. Uh, Their franchise mode for MLB looks fucking awesome they had like an hour-long video covering what they were changing about it and the biggest thing is they have completely reworked the draft and scouting to a system that i dream of nhl taking um basically you know you have to prioritize you get you get certain scouts certain levels of focus each week to who your top priority is. Is it trying to discover new players? Are you focusing on this guy? Cause you think he could be the guy your scouts will have different opinions compared to other scouts. Mm. Um, they, they have potential and overall ranges when you draft them. Now um, they, they rework the ages as well. So you're not going to see like a 25 year old rando dude in the draft. Like it's going to be proper age. Like, Oh, it's it looks so good. I am so sweet, so ready to have fun with this. Um, yeah, it looks like MLB is going to knock it out of the park for this year. Not, pun not intended, but it worked out pretty well. Our second question from RG Dust. <laughs> Speaking of hard right turns, would you rather live during prehistoric Earth era? That's how he wrote it. Or in the future that has been taken over by robots and AI like Terminator? Sin for the win. What do you think? Um, 
I don't know, man. You're choosing between chaos or uh, uh, com- <sighs> like logical fascism, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Neither are good, <laughs> but probably in the future because there's probably some pretty awesome perks. Well, I was going to say, like, okay, so we live in a world. Okay, so theoretically, we live in a world that's been taken over by robots. What purpose do humans serve? Because if there's AI like the Terminator, are humans just consistently being hunted? Or do we at least have some place within society? Yeah. I'm not sure. Like, would we be like, I think that was a. Isn't that a Futurama episode, essentially, where it's like humans were treated like house pets in the future? <laughs> like, is that is that the perk? Like, do do we get chew toys? Like, what's the what's the situation? <laughs> yeah, there? I don't know. I don't know. Whereas prehistoric times, I mean, you just you fully go back to hunting with. While God. being hunted. Yes. Like, it's just constant fight or flight yeah. for your entire life. No thanks. Against gigantic, like, it's not like fight or flight, like, oh, here's a wolf. It's like, well, then again, prehistoric. I mean, you know, what, what, I'm what assuming age? he means dinosaurs and shit. That's what I, well, that's what I'm trying to presume. Um, because if you search prehistoric, Prehistory, also known as pre-literary period, is the period of human history between the first known use of stone tools and the beginning of recorded history with the invention of writing systems. So theoretically, in a prehistoric situation, I don't know if you would technically have dinosaurs, we'd have spears, you know? Okay, he said like Earth era, not like necessarily human. Oh, okay. If there's humans and shit, I would go prehistory. Yeah, I mean, you'd probably die by age twelve, but or <laughs> no, you, I don't know. You'd be are, fucking are we envisioning age this? twelve and dying at age thirty? No, I mean, <laughs> if, if it's prehistory, if we're Homo sapiens, then um, yeah, lifespan wasn't awful. Uh, a lot of people get fooled because they think the uh, average age was so much lower, even in medieval times. But it's just because infant mortality was so high, and, and, yeah. and that knocked down the average age. We we still. They obviously didn't live as long as now, but like 70 years old was definitely not unreasonable at all. Mm. Like, um, I, I imagine yeah. this question. Do you guys remember the game Far Cry Primal? I fucking loved that game. I can't go back <laughs> oh, and play it. It did not age well. It did no. not age terribly. well, unfortunately. Man, like that's the combat system is far- really shit. But like, that's when dude. they're pumping out Far Cry games like every five minutes. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Three Blood Dragon, four a bunch of DLC, Primal out of nowhere, five. It's just Trump Land. It's like what? What is going on? <laughs> dude, I enjoyed no. Far Cry Five though. It was pretty fun. Far Cry Primal was a great game in its time. Like I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was. Could you though. fuck in Far Cry Primal? I don't think so. Who knows? Probably. I, I, I if I remember, you could hold on. I don't know. Google search. All, all I remember was riding a saber tooth tiger and fucking javelining people with my spear. <laughs> like it, it was a great game. Like it really was. You had your like animal pets. You could like ambush people, hide in bushes, and like have your freaking. You, you can get all kinds of animal pets and shit, and 
have them come mm. out and fight people and then you can ambush them. The combat system, again, that's one of the things that aged very poorly. Is It's very spammy, just like swinging them out like a big old like stone club. There's no real like speed stuff to it. But I thought it was a really good game. Yeah, so yeah. can confirm there is sex in Far Cry Primal. I'm going to go play Far Cry Primal. They added well, sex why don't you just games. go to the spoken future. like a true gamer? Yeah, why don't you go to the future with that robots and AI and fuck some sex robots, dude? Yeah, I'd rather I go to the in future. An AI, in, in an <laughs> I would rather future, go to the, the future. Robots, fuck you! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I'd rather go to the future than go to the past and get stuck in a neolith- neolithic revolution and have to be at the birth of slavery. So you know, I'd rather be roboted, roboted in the future. Fair enough. Uh, to your yeah. point about Far Cry, 2012, Far Cry 3. 2013, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. 2014, yep. Far Cry 4. 2016, Far Cry Primal. 2018, Far Cry 5. 2019, Far Cry New Dawn. 2021, Far Cry 6. Yeah, the wow, past Primal 10 years. Really, ugh, it came out after Skyrim and the combat wasn't as good. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know How why? It's because Ubisoft can't make new IP, so they just recycle the same hash all over again. I mean, look at look at these the most recent Assassin's Creed games. They aren't even Assassin's Creed. It's like Viking. Okay, where's See, I the Assassin? Love to play that game, but there's better Viking games out there. I'm sure. Yeah, but like, there's like in the new Assassin's Creed games, there aren't even assassins. They're just they're just there. They're just dudes. They're just dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of ran out of ideas. They did, but man, the Black Ezio saga. The oh, the Ezio saga. Yeah, that was oh. peak Assassin's Creed. Oh, that was, was peak so Ubisoft. I, I remember, like, Assassin's Creed 2 really feels like the beginning of the series for me because that's mm-hmm. when the game really came into itself. Like, one's not 100%. bad. It was like, in my opinion, it was like a beta. Like, hey, do people like this? Because it was so repetitive. You just did the same yeah. shit everywhere you went. But Assassin's Creed 2 was just... Mm. And for me, as a, you know, a... Like a Roman history nerd, or even just like ancient Italy, like or not even ancient Italy, but you know, historic yes. Italy, like yeah. just ah, oh, God, just being able to go around Rome, basically. I'm just like, this is this is me. I can just I can just sit there and climb the the Colosseum, and there's a there's a hidden uh, treasure room in the Colosseum. Yeah. I'm in. Um, yeah, God, those some of my favorite games of all time. From March Sadness, back to baseball, actually. Congratulations, you've earned enough money to buy an MLB team. Where is the team located, team name, and mascot? I don't know. (laughs) Toronto. Second team. (laughs) Fuck you. If the NHL won't add a second team in Toronto, then baseball will beat them to that, too. And we'll go back to BMO Field and retake the land and just call it Exhibition Place again. Man. Sure. Uh, Sin would would put a team in Oakland, California that has stability. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I would Sin. put a team there and not expect a profit off of my goddamn sports team, mm. and actually work try to put a good team on the field. The Oakland Billy Beans. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Here's our mascot. It's Billy. Everybody, <laughs> it's Billy. Tr- hey, I was in that movie. Thank you. <laughs> We're just going to have Brad Pitt there at all times. <laughs> Jonah Hill's going to be our mascot. Hey, <laughs> hey is he going to be cut or is he going to be fat? Come in next game and find out. 
God, I hope they have a fat Jonah this season. <laughs> I love Jonah Hill for the record. Oh God. Um where the hell did Field of Dreams take place? Because that's what I want. I just want a team to because they do the Field of Dreams game every season. I just really? want a team to permanently play in like a cornfield in Kansas. That's all I want. You can call them whatever. Uh, the mascot can be Kevin Costner. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was I wanted to just say Michael Kevin. Keaton, but I'm like, it's not Michael oh, Keaton. Boy. No. But yeah. Okay. Shout out to shout out to Kevin Costner. Because, yeah. um, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one because I don't know. You don't. I at least for me, like on the I don't really hear about like baseball expansion really being a topic. So, at least not compared to the NHL, where we're just like, please give us a team in Quebec. So, you know. Bring back the Expos. There you go. Done. Honestly, that'd that'd be pretty nice. Yeah. I gotta be honest. Canada only having one team is, I don't know. I Honestly, like, give Vancouver a baseball team. You know, like, you already have the Rockies, the Mariners. Like, it would make a lot of sense. sense. That does make sense, yeah. But then again, like, would it work? Will will people in the Vancouver area support anything else other than the Canucks? Because the Vancouver Grizzlies did not work. But yeah. then again, I'm not fully read up on, like, the history of why the Grizzlies wouldn't have worked back in the day. But anyway, I digress. Uh, from Ender, your favorite resident St. Louis Blues fan. Uh, thoughts on Joel Hofer? Hofer? Hofer. Uh, stealing Shittington's job. Oh, I Oop. hope that is his full time like nickname. One game. Oh, Bennington. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Joel it's, Hofer. It's Ender. He's going to overreact. Yeah. Oh, Joel yeah. Hofer's played three games this year. <laughs> he does have <laughs> like a one three two goals against average and a nine fifty nine save percentage in those three games. But uh, yeah. I mean, hey, I'm I am not going to blame a Blues fan for being desperate for wanting to move on from Jordan Bennington, though. Uh, but he is under contract until 2027, six million per. So uh, you're fucked. You're fucked. Is the correct response? You gotta hope that he does something so egregious he gets banned. Although, does that cancel the contract? I'm not sure. <laughs> Good question. Good question. And it's actually not. It's actually Joe Hall of Famer. oh blues fans if they haven't taken that if they haven't taken that oh god they're going to if he keeps playing like this or who knows maybe he'll be the next jordan bennington and he'll play really well for a season and have the largest ego in the sport about it even though he hasn't done shit since but hey as a cup ring so. That's like saying Kanye West made graduation. It's <laughs> <laughs> like saying Kanye made graduation. The Tookie's Take podcast where Jordan Bennington gets compared to Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Only here, everybody. Only here. You put out a <sighs> bunch of averageness, but you made graduation. <laughs> oh, God. Our final question comes from AJ. What is your favorite sleeper sport, i.e. a sport that does not get enough attention? Uh, For him, it is drag racing. What is your favorite sleeper sport? 
Before you guys I, go I into this, I also like drag racing, but it's actually a couple dudes who uh, just. I run was on about foot to say high that. Heels. <laughs> so, so funny thing about that. Um, one day in the Discord, he said, "Like, yeah, I'm going to a drag show," and he and I'm just like, "You're going to? Oh, that's cool. Whatever. Who, who's performing?" Uh, and then he's like, "Oh, you know, these cars are going really fast." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I want drag queens drag racing. Let's I fucking know. go. RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. Yeah. <laughs> it is perfect. Dude, Brock McGillis will retweet that all over his Twitter feed, man. It's going to oh, be fantastic. Chasse away. Amazing. <laughs> oh, Fucking hell. Um, so for me, <clears throat> there were two that immediately came to mind. The first F1 is the best of all time. Slam ball. I was about to say that. Is that with the trampolines? Yeah. yeah. I loved that. Wasn't that on like uh, Spike? It was Back on Spike. Yeah. Yep. Spike TV. It has to be slam ball. Has to be. Um, now, it is worth noting, uh, and I mentioned this because I saw it. Uh, they are getting, <clears throat> excuse me, a new uh, series, apparently. Slam ball to return in July with six week season in Las Vegas. I don't know if it's being televised. I'm trying to look that up. But yeah, Slam Ball uh, started, of course it did, in like 1999. It was on <laughs> Spike TV. Um, and it was the fucking best. Especially around that time where like the concept of I guess street ball in general, right? Because that was around the time you had the NBA street games and, and, and so much else kind of going on with that idea. And you had the, the importance and evolution of the slam dunk contest and what Vince Carter was doing. And just, it's, it's so fucking entertaining because there isn't anybody that can look at that to be like, Oh, trampoline basketball. That sounds dumb. No, you can't watch Slam Ball and not just be like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Even yeah. if you're the type of person who would be like, oh, I'd tear the fuck out of my ACL. It'd and be you don't cool, have to though. win the genetic lottery to play. Right. <laughs> you can be five foot ten bouncing on that shit. Oh, God. But yeah, they aired uh, Professional Slam Ball for two seasons on Spike in 2002, 2003. And they've bounced around to a lot of different channels and kind of formations that are there. Um yeah. By the way, my favorite thing about the history of Slam Ball on Wikipedia. Slam Ball was invented by in was invented in 1999 by Mason Gordon, who was working at the time for uh, Tolan Robbins Productions, and he had written episodes for television shows like Cousin Skeeter and Keenan and Kel. So this guy is my fucking hero. <laughs> but God, yeah. So it's Slam Ball for me, and then there's another sport i've randomly seen it on like fox sports one and it's soccer but it looks like a fifa arcade game where there's multiple nets in a circle <laughs> multiple teams what? <laughs> i don't even know i don't even know the fucking name of it and if anybody does please let me know because all i can think to uh to google is multiple nets soccer and it's just nothing comes up i don't know what the name of this fucking sport is it's either on Fox sports or like CBS. Um, but God, it's, it's so fucking stupid, but it looks so goddamn fun. Is it four uh, corner soccer? It's something like that. Yeah. 
I mean, it's there is just I mean, like I said, there's just multiple nets in a fucking circle. And I think there might only be one ball at a time. But yeah, so it's like there's two to three different nets you can score on at once. I think it's three goals, you know, and kind of each, you know, divided up between the circle. It's just it's so fucking dumb, but I love it. It's just one of those. It's an ESPN eight. The Ocho type yeah. of sport and we need yeah, more I of those now. on television fifa has it officially how three-sided football works well there yeah. you go um that and darts needs to be bigger in the u.s like it is overseas because i don't know if Dude, you've ever seen clips like of darts 3 a.m just a bunch of drunk welsh people going fucking nuts those are aussies <laughs> But yeah, that's it. But still, hey, no one's ever confused Australians in the Welsh before. <laughs> oh God! Uh, any other any other suggestions, boys, for sleeper sports? I don't know. I, I I don't really. I haven't like looked at any like those in a long, long time. Golf cannot be considered one, I guess, because no. it's, it's pretty freaking huge. But you know what? When uh, <laughs> whenever uh, Tiger and and Rory. Uh, introduce their new golf league which is going to be like indoors and like mic'd up and stuff like that i can't wait for that maybe if that's not considered like pure golf that will be my mm-hmm. favorite sleeper sport because it's going to be amazing fair enough with that uh <clears throat> we'll move on to our uh our other hockey part of the show before we do that though of course much like last episode i got to Got to get our little little mention in there of our friends at Manscaped because this podcast is always brought to you by our friends at Manscaped where you can go to manscaped.com. You can use the code Doogie, that's T-O-U-G-I-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping, again, from our friends at Manscaped. Again, the best tools for the job, whether it is the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, the Performance Package 4.0, the Perfect Package 4.0, They have something for you, regardless of what you're looking for in the world of grooming. Shout out to our friends at Manscaped again. Code Toogie at Manscaped.com if you haven't checked it out already. And hey, at the end of the day, where else are you going to spend your money? Because you're not going to spend it on hockey jerseys. The NHL has announced that they have signed a 10-year agreement with Fanatics to be the NHL's official provider of player uniforms. Ten fucking years. NHL DiPietro. This is the most NHL deal possible. Yeah. Because, of course, (laughs) ten years, man. Ten years. It's such an NBC type of deal. Ten fucking years, man. Why not five or six? Ten. And again, there's there's so many issues. I, I think people have heard about the issue with, with Fanatic brand quality. It's There's a reason why nobody's giving them the benefit of the doubt that the quality of these jerseys will be up to snuff, despite the fact that they're using the same factory uh, that Adidas has used um, despite the fact that there won't be any major design changes until the 2026, 2027 season, like literally it's just, <clears throat> all you have to do is step into the production line 
and just look and you're okay. But nobody has confidence in fanatics because they are oftentimes of their products are of worse quality than the unofficial market for lack of a better terms than the uh, i can't think of the word right now that's aftermarket. that's right the aftermarket. yeah like, yeah like again unofficial products are oftentimes a better quality than what fanatics does this is i mean again i stand by my response on twitter uh, which was, oh, cool. I don't have to spend money on jerseys for 10 years. This is great. Um, you know, there's not too much else to say aside from I hope it works out, but there is just no confidence in them as a brand to deliver in this situation because they haven't earned that right. I hope it works out. I really do. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, all it takes is, you know, looking up reviews of the quality of whether it is the jerseys they were already making, whether it's sweatshirts, hats, I mean, they missed the mark. It's honestly astonishing. They missed the mark in pretty much every regard. It's impressive to be that consistently shit. At least they are consistent. Unfortunately, they are consistently shit. So shout out to Fanatics, I guess. Obviously, this affects me a little bit more than the other two, just in terms of being a jersey collector. But yeah, I... Just like it's had a couple of days. It's had a couple of days to set in. And yeah, it's still just as shitty news. In terms of other quick stories here, because there was a a bunch of kind of smaller things to point out. Uh, Brian Boyle announced his retirement from the NHL. uh, And of course, you know, very solid career as an NHLer, but you know, especially it's kind of a feel good story that he was able to end his NHL career on his on his terms, of course, after a previous cancer diagnosis. He comes back from that, gets to play a little bit more. Um, and yeah, again, really, really solid career, won the Masterton Trophy um, in the season, of course, or the season after where he had missed time uh, for that, which, of course, was uh, 2017, 2018 that he won that. So shout out to Brian Boyle, Massachusetts boy. Uh, for a very strong career. Uh, the double IHF, to the surprise of nobody, announced that uh, once again for the upcoming uh, championship season 2023-2024, uh, Russian and Belarusian representation will not be there, which, no shit, based off of what's still going on. And then I saw this today that kind of blew my mind and made me a little bit sad. This comes from Dave Minick on Twitter. The the Jets 2.0 have now played more regular season games than the Thrashers played. Holy shit. Isn't that fucking weird? We have had the Jets back and they have played for longer than the Thrashers were a thing. I feel so old. Yeah. It's just so weird. So Atlanta had the Thrashers for just 11 seasons. They lost one due to the 0405 lockout. Uh, and the Jets have now been around for 12 seasons. One was cut short due to the 2012-13 lockout and the uh, pandemic, of course. Two seasons were shortened there. Um, in the 902 games played for both clubs, uh, the Jets had a five, uh, .559 points percentage with 460 wins. The Thrashers had a .447 points percentage. The Jets with five playoff appearances, 39 games. 
the Thrashers with one playoff appearance, four games. I mean, you know, we talked about recently Atlanta and the idea of, oh, expansion, is that going to happen again? Again, there were a lot of reasons why the Thrashers did not succeed. And a good part of it is ownership that didn't give a fuck and allowed their management to just consistently ice a shit team because they didn't really want to support the club that they owned. Um, but yeah, that, that really kind of sums it up. Uh, but yeah, just crazy to think that the Winnipeg Jets <clears throat> have been back uh, for that long at this stage as my voice continues to give out. So that'll bring us to kind of our final part of the show. A little bit of stat time. Gentlemen, Connor McDavid scored his 60th goal of the season. And I saw someone respond, and this comment really kind of sums it up well. McDavid hit 60 goals faster than Ovechkin, Matthews, Prime, Stamkos, and he leads the league in assists. He has 60 goals, 78 assists for 138 points with 10 games to go. Barring injury, there's no way he won't score at least 12 to hit 150 points. Yeah. Here's here's another McDavid stat. He has more primary points then the next highest player has total points. <laughs> His primary points out of the 138, 113 of them are either goals or the primary assist. The next highest is the next highest score is Dreisaitl with 110 points in general. <laughs> He's a fucking alien. Like yeah. he is. How is he real? It's just every time you start to read off Connor McDavid stats, and we've done it a lot over the past two seasons now, it's just it gets more and more ridiculous. Aside from that, uh, Sidney Crosby became the first player in NHL history to record a 30-goal season at ages 18 and 35 or above. So speaking of aliens and fucking future Hall of Famers, just mutants, uh, Sasha Barkov became the Panthers' all-time leading scorer. Uh, which isn't a surprise once Jonathan Huberto left. Those two were neck and neck pretty much for most yeah. of their careers. And Alex Ovechkin, with his 40th goal of the season, uh, tallied up his 13th 40-goal season, passing Wayne Gretzky in that department. He is 75 goals away from passing Wayne Gretzky. It might not happen next year. But if it doesn't, the year after that certainly seems... I mean, Ovi is going to play two or three more seasons. We can kind of yeah. guarantee that. He's mm-hmm. going to pass Gretzky unless he falls off a cliff. And I don't know if he will, because here's the thing. His shot's not really going to start getting worse. The first thing that usually goes out is legs. Yeah. It has been a big part of his game, but it's not anymore. And I think he's adjusted. All you got to yeah, do is spend, I mean, send him out on the power play every time and have him stand in the circle. <laughs> That's what Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, it doesn't have to be uh, like Yager, where the huge part of his game was his agility and his handling skills. And even towards Yager's final few NHL seasons, he would still show those glimpses mm-hmm. of just insane possession ability. But obviously, possession ability only does so much when everyone around you is fast. But yeah, to your point for Ovi... All he has to do is stand in the circle and people can pass him the puck. That's literally what we have seen now for the past however long. Why would it have to change? So, yeah, he's going to get it. He is at the end of the day. Um, And at the end of the day and at the end of this show, it turns out, because we are done for this week, everybody. Um, 
Let's hope for more controversy. Reverse psychology. I want more controversy. I want people being shitty towards people. I want the NHL uh, to support genocide. Like, let's just go for it. Why not? Let's just go all in at this rate. Fuck it. Bring it on. Come on. <laughs> can we have a? Can we have one good week? Just one good week, please. Please, please, please. Nothing but like Connor McDavid being an alien, slam ball references, and talking about the inferiority of Far Cry Primal compared to Skyrim. That's what I want this show to be for like a week straight. Please, can we have that? Sim for the win. What do you have going on in your own personal channels, buddy? Yeah, just uh, continuing that Blue Jackets franchise mode, which is an absolute blast. Mm. And uh, actually doing quite ah, well. Cannon. Ah, finger guns. <laughs> um, yeah, just I'm, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but it, it's been amazing so far. I will say that we have a player on our team named Horse Kako. So we got that going for us. That's as everyone should aspire to have a player of yeah. <laughs> such caliber. <laughs> Don't, it's not an EA generated name. I do membership rosters and they mm-hmm. like to come up with fucked up names, some of them. So we got Horse Boy, Taco. <laughs> like all yeah, one, your, your all NCAA one name? names were just. No, it's Horse, first name Kako, as in Capo Kako, last name. Oh. <laughs> his, last, like his last player was named Your Mom's Aho. So ah. you're like, Your Mom's a Ho. <laughs> you know, I like the creativity of using player names, though. It's fair. Like, those yeah. are fantasy team names. So you know what? I'm I'm good with it. Yeah. Get a thumbs up for me for that. Endo Mills, the uh the only person who dares to stream be a pro in the NHL community. What do you got going on? Uh meaning cookies. I make cookies. I go with the struggle. Um Oh, you're actually really good. What the hell? Uh so what I'm gonna be doing is going back to um old games and playing single player games. Single player modes in those old games, mostly sports games. It's called Be a Pro Rewind. And we have like one or three seasons in there. And what I'm trying to do in the old games is see how long I can stay in the minors for. I want to see Uh how many achievements, how many accolades I can get in the minor leagues without basically going to play in the NHL. It is going to be at one point it's going to be fucking impossible because I'll be like a level. I'll be like a 99 overall skater playing with guys who are like 70 overall. So then like I can't play too good, but I also can't play too bad at the same time. That sounds like you. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You know what? At least these cookies won't judge me. Okay. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, You're an got him. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be playing on stream, I believe. So I think it'll be. I think he's got it locked in. Uh, yeah. God. Yeah. He'll be an, yeah. Well, no, if he's playing on stream, that's bad news. Yeah. You got to get him off stream. That's when he turns into a a fiend on the sticks. Mills. Um. Yeah. I have uh, I have stuff going on. I have a Chicago hockey team. No, I I've earned the right to say the Chicago Blackhawks because, uh, yeah, I, I I'm a better owner 
than uh, who they actually have. Um, as well, uh, yeah, MLB. That content starting up very soon. So I'm looking forward to that because, I mean, baseball is always fun. The return of Torf. He is now a, a, a transplanted Finnish citizen. You said it uh, comes out tonight, right? It does. Are you going to stream it tonight? All right. You're gonna oh, st- yeah. Are you starting on road to the show, though? That's a good question. I, I might leave it up to people because we are going to bounce back and forth as I normally do between Road to the Show and Franchise. Although I think the Franchise idea is going to be pretty fun for people this this season, too. I, um, you know, I, I have If you're listening to this, then, hey, it, we'll see if the show's up. But Tugi versus Twitch chat is back. And normally we start with shit teams. But unfortunately, the teams that have been shit over the last few years are still shit. So this time... It's the Battle of New York. As I'll be taking over the Mets, chat will be taking over the Yankees, and we're going to see who reigns supreme in the state of New York. Because there was no way I was using the Yankees. Fuck the Yankees. Uh, With that, everybody, we will see you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Um, To the NHL, you just, you do you. Boo, I get, I don't fuck it. Fuck, why, God. We're going to be a slam ball podcast moving forward. If that league gets any goddamn stability, support Slam Ball and Pride Nights, especially Pride Nights. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Come on and slam. Fuck Chicago. That's right. I said it. <laughs> Fuck you.